Without a doubt, Pokemon animated Nuzlocke videos are amazing, fun to watch for the adventure, the bond between trainer and Pokemon, and the deaths, oh the glorious deaths, but making these types of videos though, eh, it's definitely something. By the end of this video, my goal is to show you what my process is behind making videos like these and also answer some questions I received like, how did I come up with this? Why is this here? What does this mean? Why do my videos take so long to make you insensitive little pr- Anyways, let's get right into it. Also, pay no attention to this floating PNG of an adorably tofu-tastic plushie and tofu backpack bundle that just happens to be available for a discount price while supplies last. Wow, what a deal. That is insane. That's totally not what we're here for. When it comes to picking which game I choose for a Nuzlocke from the vast library of choices, I could just go with whatever is trending or whichever one is requested the most by you, but ultimately it just comes down to which one has the cool bug Pokemon. Or of course. Hashtag business expense, baby! Now for the fun part, playing the game. Ah, yes, nothing beats starting a journey from the absolute beginning. Especially if it's a game you haven't played before and you're doing a blind Nuzlocke. It's just extra exciting, you know, to see what new Pokemon you might run into. And in my case, what kind of bug Pokemon. It is during the journey that I will jot down every significant event in my notebook that will probably go into the final script, such as the main plot points of the story, introduction of certain characters, new team members, fight scenes, deaths, you know, the whole shebang. I will also occasionally just jot down possible creative ideas or thoughts that I thought would be cool at the time to incorporate in the video. After a few days, once I'm finished playing, the real work begins. Writing the script. Once I vomit all those notes I wrote in the notebook onto a Google Doc, I then try my best to roughly connect the points into a cohesive story. The end result usually ends up looking like garbage, but you know what? That is totally fine. I recall a very wise and inspirational quote that I read from Pinterest, I think that writing is rewriting. So throw this away and this time rewrite the whole thing again, but make it more personable, like my opinions and my type of humor. Technically, most of the credit goes to the actual game developers who wrote the story. I just simply have to find a way to compress that story and hours of gameplay into a comprehensive, ideally below, but most likely not going to happen, 20 minute script. Script's done, time to record. I have this problem where if I look at a script that is nine fully typed out pages long and think that I have to record the entire thing and maintain the same amount of energy in my vocal cords and edit it all down all in one session, I tend to not want to do it. So instead, what I've done is tackle it page by page. Every day, I record at least one page and edit all that down as well as re-record anything that I need to fix. It's probably not the most efficient method and it definitely is a slower pace, but it does make the project look a lot less daunting. Storyboards! This is where the script really starts to come alive because this is here that I have to figure out what is the most interesting way that I can make this sentence be somewhat visually appealing. This is where I get to really play with the idea of what if. And honestly, that's the biggest question I ask all the time throughout the process. What if? Like, what if Arceus made an appearance in this game even though technically he wasn't part of the original plot? What if I made these totem Pokemon look different because in the original game they just were bigger and glowy? Or what if jumping through multi-dimensions transports me to all various worlds where other bugs from other franchises appear like Doctor Strange, Multiverse, but better? And fight scenes included, like what if Butterfree carries me around while I use a charger bug like a gun? Or what if Buzzwool uses Fortress like a death dodgeball? And of course, my favorite, what if Galissapod summons a water Gyarados for an attack instead of it just 
you know, simply being water, like in Demon Slayer. I could keep going, but that's just what I think is so fun about making animated Nuzlocke. You can really branch off from what is in the game, take inspiration from other places and styles, and ultimately just come up with something really special and unique. Stuff you can't show in a normal Nuzlocke gameplay video. Honestly, even when the storyboards are done and I'm animating, it's very common that I just get an idea mid-session, scrap what I originally had and replace it. Unfortunately though, that usually prolongs the video making process by like another week. There's a good chance that at least three weeks have passed by now because I get very picky with how the script and storyboard should be. And you know, also procrastination, writer's block, life, all that stuff. But after all of that is taken care of, it is time to go through the storyboards with the squad, aka Team Tofu, get feedback from each of them, and then divide up all the parts of the video for the team to work on. And the rest goes to me. <laughs> Yay. From here on out, it is work, 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 approve assignments, eat, work, more work, and finally, you guessed it, try to sleep. A typical day would be me just finishing up scenes from the video, usually from like 8am to whatever time I feel like ending the work session. Lots of break sessions in between, of course, along with a non-stop loop of hype K-pop slash anime playlists and TV shows like The Office, Parks and Rec, and of course, Avatar The Last Airbender are played in the background while I work. Of the two Nuzlocke's, I would say that this last one was definitely the most challenging and stressful. It was almost like a half a year of work, like holy crap. If I had to calculate how many hours went into this entire project from playing the game, writing the script, storyboarding the script, and then working on the entire video, let's see. It's probably close to more or less 900 hours. Honestly, this project was ongoing at a really bad time. My badminton season was starting up again and I had other channel project deadlines that I needed to work on. So yeah, this is fine. <laughs> so healthy. Life work balance is very important people. But finally, after much blood, sweat, and tears, majority of the video has been completed. With a week left before the deadline, it was time to do the final fight scene. I saved the climax for last and boy was that ambitious. See the thing was, the first final fight from the first Nuzlocke was very simple because the fight was challenging enough so I didn't need to make any creative changes. Not the same case for the second one though. I did read some comments assuming that I lost to Jaggers and Cineroar in the final fight and had to redo it. But actually though, the final fight was very anticlimactic. His team was surprisingly very easy for me to beat, but when it came for writing this scene, I wasn't really happy with how it would turn out for the final battle scene. The most hyped part of the video only for it to end up in a clean sweep where each of my Pokemon simply one-shot each of his Pokemon? Nah, we're gonna fix that. So then I thought, what if for the final fight, I make it like those anime finales? Like I'm talking actually trying to animate a fight scene and make it look good and have it accompanied with some really hyped anime style music. And hopefully it will look cool enough to mask the fact that his team just sucked. It's definitely the most ambitious idea I had with only about a week to work on it. Very high probability I might die, but I think it'll be worth it. Even though it was super stressful, I didn't mind at this point because it was coming out like so well and just seeing it come together just gave me energy to push through. Also, massive thanks and shout out to Super Chew here for composing the final fight music for both Nuzlocke's. We would have meeting sessions where we would discuss like where I want the music to really match the animation scenes and, and let me tell you, that is just not easy. Hmm. I like it, but I kind of want more of like a, like a ba-boom or a mmm, mmm kind of feel, you know, emotional, like League of Legends, Arcane, mixed with like 
Avatar or ooh, you know what I really want? I want it to be like Haikyuu mixed with like Demon Slayer music, but also still make it sound like Pokemon and then maybe like add some hints from from Yu-Gi-Oh music. Kind of like Power of Friendship or Heart of the Cards kind of vibe. You know what I mean? I'm just super glad that Super Chi was able to make sense of what I failed to explain. <laughs> I knew what sound I was looking for, I just didn't know how to explain it. However, after multiple late night meetings, I'd say the final version that you got to see in the video came out really well. Then, you know, all that is left is the usual editing, last checks, and then uploading it into YouTube. Gives me a chance to sprinkle little Easter eggs here and there, like the Gimme Ghoul, Bigfoot, Discord codes, you know, except, oh my gosh, I just remembered. The night before the video was supposed to premiere, I almost had a panic attack. The 30 minute video that I spent five months on was having trouble uploading because of this less than five second long clip that I shot on my phone. The one with my tofu plushie. Great idea I had at the time, but I never would have thought that it would cause such a headache. Something about, oh, this file can't be read or processed on Adobe Premiere Pro. Shut up, Adobe, don't give me that BS. I didn't have a backup plan if I had to scrap that scene, so let's just say it was a very stressful time. My goodness, I might have to use Windows Movie Maker. I won't bore you with the details, but it turned out that the fix was actually pretty simple. I think I was just really tired, so I couldn't think straight. But now I'm done. Woo! All right, now let's take some time to answer some questions. Did you know that you drew Professor Kakui with six fingers? No, actually, I totally didn't notice that until you pointed it out. <laughs> actually, a lot of you guys noticed. Honestly, even after doing last minute checks, I still tend to miss things like that. But at that point, it's such a small detail and I'm like so close to finishing. So I'm usually like, eh, I don't think people will notice. Turns out I was wrong. Was the totem Araquanid shiny? No, I actually just thought it would look cooler that way. To me, the idea was to make the totem Araquanid look similar to Earthbound Immortal Uru from Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, just another one of the many Yu-Gi-Oh references that I snuck in that video. Why didn't I take the Bugsy Crystal? Okay, actually I did, I just didn't really have a chance to use it, so figured it's not really worth mentioning in the video. Why is the video called Ultra Sun when in the beginning of the video you said Ultra Moon? Unfortunately, I saw this a lot for some reason, and you know what? All that tells me is that you didn't watch the whole thing, so you missed out on some pretty cool stuff there, bud. Hey, you cheated because in your first Nuzlocke, you said you couldn't catch the same evolution line of that Pokemon. Violation of the species clause. This isn't an actual Nuzlocke. Well, I don't recall saying that I'd abide by the same rules as the first one, now did I? You silly goose. Now get out of here. Okay, I know I got a lot of flack for quote unquote cheating by whatever means or that I should have just ended the video when I lose, but I'm just like, so would you have preferred I just end the video right here and not show I don't know, the rest of the stuff that I had planned? Yeah, that makes a real good video. If I had to choose between following every single additional rule out there to the letter, self-imposed and optional, I'll add, or stick to the basics and just make a video as fun and entertaining as possible, regardless if it actually happens. Hmm, I wonder which one I'm gonna choose. Basically, let's just say, I'll choose whatever sounds more fun. As a kid, I've always dreamed of like what it would be like to actually live in a world where Pokemon were real. Set out on a journey at an inappropriately young age and interact with Pokemon that could kill me. It sounds amazing. So animating these kinds of stories has just been the best way I can make that a reality. And if that doesn't perfectly abide by your Nuzlocke commandments, then eh, 
well, that's just too dang bad. Doing Pokemon animated Nuzlocke are definitely a challenge to make. And oftentimes during the process, I was asking myself if I was being too ambitious or if this sequel can even compare to the first one. So I am just super grateful for the love and support this series has gotten so far, despite how much time goes in between making them. I do intend on doing more in the future, just not in the recent future. I want to get back to doing a more normal upload schedule. Don't want this channel to only have Pokemon stuff, obviously. But yeah, in conclusion, Nuzlocke are just a great way for me to push my writing and animating abilities and looking at them now they are by no means perfect but I'm very proud of the progress that I've made and I'm definitely very excited to improve on these skills and show you guys even better stuff in the future. So I'm not gonna boss you around or anything but uh, I think you should subscribe for that if you haven't. <laughs> Alright we have time for one last question. What does Garatina's appearance mean? Ooh, that's actually a really good question. So I saw this a lot and there were a lot of good theories and guesses, but actually they were all wrong because what I have planned is, is that there is going to be-